7, it says this. It says, For wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom, though it costs you all you have. And get understanding. Proverbs 19.23, For the fear of the Lord uh, leads to life. And then one rests content, untouched by trouble. Today, I've, I've titled my message uh, around how to find contentment and strengthen your life. How to find contentment and strengthen your life. See, it's important for us to understand today that, that contentment is not happiness or complacency, but, but the biblical uh, contentment that we discover is, is about our ability to rest in Jesus and what we currently have. It's important that we, in this season that we're in, that we ask a few questions, but, the, but we ask, what is the atmosphere that we are creating right now in our lives around discontentment? Because the enemy of contentment is comparison. The enemy of contentment is comparison. Come on, let's pray right now. Father, Lord, I thank you for these incredible people here today, oh God. Lord, I pray, would you speak to us, oh God? Lord, will you draw us closer to you this morning, I pray. Lord, for, for every person searching, Father, needing that word in their heart this morning, oh God, I pray, would you speak real clear? Lord Jesus, I, I thank you that you are alive. Lord, let your word speak to us in power today, oh God, the power of the word of Jesus Christ. So Lord, this morning, we give you all the praise and all the glory. Lord, we open our hearts to you this morning, oh God. Lord, give us ears to hear what you're saying and eyes to see in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The enemy of contentment is comparison. Who here this morning, and we don't normally do this in church, but you're allowed to put your hand up here this morning if you like. Who here has an iPhone this morning? Put your hands up. Okay. Who here has any other brand of phone? Okay, right. That's good. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> Who here this morning drives a Ford? Come on, drives a Ford. Okay, who here this morning drives something else? Oh, yeah, amazing. That's great. Awesome. Okay. The enemy of contentment is comparison. Who here cheers for the All Blacks? Come on. Who here cheers for anyone else? Okay, right, that's good. Let's move on. Comparison, the enemy of, of contentment is comparison. And, and one of the, most, uh, one of the, the places that I've, I've felt uh, a comparison really rise up in myself is when we are on the boat fishing. Uh, and my, my family, uh, we, we love to go fishing. And my, my father-in-law's got a boat and it's great. It's, so, so we're able to go out fishing on the Coromandel. Like, uh, who, who here loves fishing as well? Yeah, great. This is a, yeah, awesome. And, and one of, but one of the, the hidden rules in fishing is this is that the biggest fish is always the best. The biggest fish is always the best. And, and so when you're on the boat with the family and everybody's winding up fish and you're, you're secretly hoping, I know this is you because this is me, you're secretly hoping that, that the, whoever else is catching the fish, it's smaller than your one. And, and, and because, because what we do, what we do is we, we secretly, some, there's something within us that, that compares our fish that we catch to someone else's fish. We, we secretly hope that I'm going to catch the biggest one and then it's going to be bigger than their fish. I've got to be a little honest moment here. I actually love fishing, but I don't like eating fish. 
I love catching fish, and it's a great. But but if you now if you're a little bit of a competitive person, fishing can be a little bit stressful. It can be not as peaceful as like you think sometimes because if you are like a person who's really competitive, you've got to win. You've got to get the biggest fish to win the prize. Biggest is always best. I'm just saying that about competitive people. We've got to win. We've always got to get the biggest fish. But here's some wisdom from the book of Proverbs. It says this. Proverbs 14 verse 30. A heart at peace gives life to the body. But envy, discontentment, comparison, it rots the bones. Pretty serious stuff. Uh, A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. The, The enemy of contentment is comparison. And have you ever found out how hard, how tiring, how energy sapping comparison can be in your life? Have you ever found out how stressful or mentally draining comparison can be in your life because you're measuring yourself always to someone else with what they've got or who they are, what they can do? It can be so tiring and draining and mentally exhausting. When we continually live in a state of comparison, it's just exhausting. So how many people know this following scripture to be true? Ecclesiastes 4.6, better one handful of tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing the wind. I don't know about you, but I I, I need some more tranquility in my life. Tranquility, peace in our heart. The truth is this. The truth is this, that comparison is like a moving target. It's like a moving target, and it causes three things uh, in our our lives to happen. And, And the first one is this, is that we can get a wrong perspective. Because comparison, it tells us that what we have is not good enough. Uh, and one of the areas that we see that the most is, is on social media, right? Uh, it's been, you know, like, like you've seen it like me on, on their Facebooks or Instagrams and, and people where they've gone to Hawaii on holiday, you know, it's nice and sunny. They're sitting on the beach and then they put that hashtag blessed, you know. Uh, I used to look at those things and think, we used to have our holidays in Mangakino. Mangakino, if you don't know, in the middle of the forest, in the middle of the Waikato, it's cold, it's wet, it's foggy. There's about 75 people actually live there. Uh, and I used to see these posts and I used to secretly put like, like hashtag hope it's raining in Hawaii. <laughs> Sometimes we gain, get the wrong perspective and it causes us to look at things wrong. The second thing that happens to us is, is that when we into that life of comparison or comparing ourselves with others is that the, we get the wrong presumption. Here's the myth uh, of comparison. We presume this. We presume that if I have what I don't have, I'll be happy. And the lie with this is that, is that I'll be more, the, the lie is, is that we'll be more happier if we have it. Jim Carrey said this. He was a, uh, you might have recognized him. He was a, a famous actor a few years ago. Jim Carrey said this, I hope everyone could get rich and famous and have everything they ever dreamed of so they will know that it's not the answer. Comparison causes us to think wrong things. And the third thing that comparison causes us to do is to, is the, to look for the wrong person, to look at the wrong person. See, comparison causes us to, uh, to put our attention on someone else because it's so easy to want what they have. 
to be like them, to hang out with the people they hang out with, to be successful like those. It's actually called this. It's called FOMO. It's actually, a, a dis, apparently it's a disorder that was in the dictionary of the 21st century. And if you don't know what FOMO is, it's this. It's the fear of missing out. The fear of missing out. You may have heard that. But, but comparison, it, it causes us to want and to follow the wrong person. But here's the secret we find in the, in the Word of God, and it's found in Philippians. And the writer is a guy called, uh, his name is Paul, and he's, he's saying some amazing things that will help us uh, as we face life together and as we search for, for contentment in our world. He says this, he says, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstance. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty, Paul says. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Here's the secret, and I can do all things through him who gives us strength. I can do, you can do all things through him who gives us strength. Strength. I've got three quick fire thoughts this morning on, on how we can find contentment and strength in our lives. Uh, and the first thing is simply this. Number one is this, is that we need to realize what we have. And, and quite a few years ago, uh, when I started my, my training, I've always wanted to be a pastor and, 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 and lead a church. It's just something I've always wanted to do from, through my dad, really. And, 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 uh, but one of the first things we did, I, I did a, my three years of training. It was called an internship. And, and we had a, a few kids. We had our three girls right then. We were living in Hamilton. And, and I just started this, uh, this full-time study, which is not financially that you know, great, but it's like the, the call, and it was something that was burning in my heart. And, and I can remember just a couple of months into my internship, as our fridge broke down. It wouldn't keep things cold. I thought, oh, what a pain. I, I couldn't believe it. And then, then the next week, one of, the, one of our girls tripped over at school and broke her arm. I thought, oh, crazy, that's a pain. And then the, th- then the week after that, we'd totally like, almost like run out of complete food in our whole house. Couldn't even feed the cat at that time. I didn't know what we were going to do. And I remember going to my pastor the next day and, and, and saying, Pastor, I, I feel like we're under spiritual attack right now. Because, and he said, oh, wow, what's going on? I said, our fridge is broken down. And he gave me some incredible wisdom that I'll never, ever forget. And this might be valuable to you. He said, Daryl, your fridge is 20 years old. Fridges break down. Get it fixed. And, and it was just, it kind of stuck with me because we are blessed to even have, you're blessed to even have a fridge today. You're in the richest part of the world having a fridge, let alone food in your fridge. And, and it was amazing when I went before God and I was, I was kind of fixated on everything that we didn't have at, the, at that time. And, and it was like coming to God and saying, oh God, yeah, I, I got, here, here's the miracle. I got the fridge fixed. It worked the next day. Uh, my child, she got her out of her plaster in her arm. The cat got fed too. This is a miracle. The cat got fed. We prayed and for food. And Denise's dad was, uh, was at the supermarket one day. And he thought, I oh, wonder, they probably need some food. So he got us some food. He didn't even know. Uh, but he bought us some food. And then the cat, the miracle, here, here's this, here's, this is miraculous, I believe. <laughs> you know those samples that you get in the letterbox sometimes? Well, the next day, we didn't have one 
or two or three, but there was like four cat food samples. Praise the Lord, God was caring for my cat. It was amazing. But sometimes we can get so fixated and stuck on what we don't have what we don't have, but we real, need to realize what we do have because it, it reminds us at times in our human nature we can default to the negative or to what we don't have rather than what we do. And the amazing thing that God will provide, that God is with us, He's with you, He will never leave you or forsake you. 1 Timothy 1 verse 15, it says this, For Christ Jesus come into this world to save sinners. And Paul is saying, Of who I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, that Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Here's what you and I have. We have a loving Father in heaven that sent His Son to earth to die on a cross for each one of us that we may be free and know freedom from our sin. He was raised to life again and He did this to show you and I how much He loves us and that His plans for you are good, not to harm you but to prosper you and to give you a hope and a future. He came to show us what we really have. Here's a real practical thing. Maybe in the season that you're in, whatever you're facing, sometimes we can be continue to focus day in and day on what we don't have. Here's something practical you could do. What about today? Starting with your list or making a list on your phone or on your notepad of what God has done for you. Take some time to reflect back and look at your life and, and take note of what God has done for you. Take note of what you do have and, and use that. Use that for when things get tough, when you need reminding of what you do have. Write your list. Write it today. Start it. Let it be a reminder of the goodness of God in your life when things are hard. The second thing is this. To find contentment and strength in our lives, we need to make God the source. Make God the source. Here's the thing. I love tomato sauce. I love my tomato sauce. sauce I, like, you can, I love it on, my, on sausages or like after church. You're going to get some sauce after church and uh, on steak and on hot chips. But one of my favorite uh, things to have uh, on, with tomato sauce with is eggs. I love poached eggs with tomato sauce all over it. It's just awesome. But if there's one thing that is even better than that is cheese on toast with sauce. I love it. Tomato sauce is kind of like a, a sweet, and, well, sweet and sours. I just love it. I love it. But, but here's the thing about sauces is that not all sauces are made equal, right? There's some, there's some sauces that just don't kind of cut the mustard. Yeah, really. But, but there's one sauce that rises above them all, and that is called tuimato sauce. If you haven't tried it afterwards, you can go and grab some. Tuimato sauce is just amazing. But here's the thing with tomato sauce, is it starts with one tomato. If you cut everything else out, it starts with tomatoes. They make tomato sauce from tomatoes, if you didn't know. <laughs> I need to tell you today that it all starts with God. He is the source. He's the spice in, in your life. He's the beginning and the end. He's the alpha and the omega. 
it all begins and starts with God in our lives. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the head and not the tail. He's the saviour. He's the healer. He's the baptizer. He's the soon and coming king. He is the life giver and he come to be the source of your life. Life is so much better living with him, with God in your life on everything you do. You don't have to have a FOMO on God because he's already come to flavor your life. He is the source of life and living. 1 Timothy chapter 6, it says this. It says, yet truly, uh, yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. Why don't you start today? Why don't you start today and reevaluate Reevaluate, even take a stock take and reflect to make sure that you are keeping God as the source of your life, as number one in your world. Band, you guys could come right now. That would be great. To find contentment and strengthen our lives, we need to live your life on mission. Live your life on mission. Philippians chapter three, verse 12, it says, but this one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Jesus Christ. See, the apostle Paul, he's, he was a, an incredible writer, an incredible man after God, and he points out and he highlights to us um, uh, that when you're living for something bigger than yourself, you don't have time for comparison. Because, because uh, why is it? Well, it's because you keep, you keep pressing on, you keep moving forward, you keep going towards the things that God has placed in your heart. See, it's been said this, that the wealthiest people on earth are not those who have lots of things, but those who have the most purpose in their life. These people, they've moved on. They've pushed through. They've stepped out. They've stepped into. And now they press on towards the mission that God has called them to. And this can be you. This can be you too. I've had some amazing conversations with people just of late. And, and, it, and it's just been so exciting to hear how, how God has been doing things in people's hearts and hearts and lives. And, and it's like I can see like, that, like the lights of purpose coming on in people's lives. They're finding what, what fulfills them in, in life. And they've discovered their, their gifts, what, what God has placed inside of their life. And they've, they've joined the dots together. And like when, they, when they're working in those areas or when they're, they're doing, uh, for some people that, that, that's giving, for some people that's working with, with children or, or some people that's in their, in their business. But they've kind of discovered the thing that God has placed in their life and they've stepped out and they've, like, they've pressed on, they've, they've moved forward into that. And, it, and it's like I see this, the excitement in their eyes and in their voice about how fulfilling it is that they've found their purpose and they're moving into it. It's like life has become an adventure for them. Because as they step out, they're making a difference in people's lives. And, and you might have come today and you, you'll see people around in, in these uh, Dream Team t-shirts and uh, and that's, they're making a difference here, just, just serving and, and hosting us today and making the coffees and on the barbecue today. And, and they're making such a huge difference in, 
But here, here's the thing that it's not about Sundays. It's not just the Sunday morning from 9 to 12. Is that's not just the time where we can all make a difference. You know, the gifts of God and in your life, and I'd encourage you to discover what those are. And we have a great program starting next week, Growth Track. We'll, we'll do everything we can to help you to get on that journey of discovering what God has placed in your life and how you can make a difference in people's lives. So, so jump into that next week. But, but our world is not a great place at the moment. And, and I think as we as we head into another month, as we head back into children going to school and some going back to work tomorrow after having a bit of a break, that, that you truly carry purpose in your life. And can I urge you, could I even push you today to, to get before the Lord and to start on that journey of discovering, but, but also of making a difference at, at work. By using your gift, the gift inside of you, maybe that's just caring for people. Maybe that's reaching out to hurting people at work or broken people or, or other families around you that are just struggling. Maybe that's, that's what God has placed, just that, an empathy for other people. Maybe you're, you're a, a prayer. Maybe you're, you're someone that, that just carries something that you get invigorated, you get excited by by praying for people and praying for the plans of God. Can I say, today is your day. Get started today. Get involved, get connected, and our world needs you to make a difference. Come on, why don't we close our eyes right now? We're going to close in a, in a few moments. I just want to pray for our, for our children as, we, as they head back to school and maybe... adults going back to back to work today after having a break but I, I'm going to pray just believing that that this next season ahead will be different to the one we've just come through even though we look at the news it, it doesn't look that positive but with God we can gain a new perspective we can stand from a different platform in our lives. Father, today, Lord, I pray for every family, Lord Jesus, every, Lord, for all our children, Father God, and from, from early childhood, Father God, to college, to tertiary education, Father God, Lord, for all our children heading back to schools tomorrow, Lord God. Lord, I pray for your hand to be upon them, my God. Lord, just, just some of the stuff that's going through some of our schools right now, Lord, we pray for your hand of protection upon them. Lord Jesus, that, that things come in against uh, Christian values, against our children. Lord, I pray, Father God, would you protect them? Would you keep them? Would you guide them? Lord, would you cause them to be salt and light, Father God, in their schools, even from the youngest of age, oh God. Lord, I pray your hand of protection upon them, body, mind, and spirit, that this next term, Lord God, will, will be one for families, Lord, that is, that is not, not struggling with, Father God, kids getting sick, Father God, but one of hope and purpose and trust in you, Lord. So Father, we praise you for that in Jesus' mighty name.